Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Now, here's your host, Jenny Earhart. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio program. Here we are. It's our last broadcast before Thanksgiving, right? The big day is coming up. Are you nervous? (sighs) Countdown? Yeah, we're traveling, so I'm a little bit, That presents its uh, its own challenges and concerns, doesn't it? For me, it's sort of like that TikTok, TikTok countdown. Mm -hmm. You know, how many days do I have left? (laughs) What do I need to do? I need a plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it helps to have a plan. In fact, we're going to talk about that later in the show today. But welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. We are just, like I said, super pumped that you're here to join us. You know, we're going to talk about some Pringles potato chips here in just a minute. Mm. You might be saying to yourself, Pringles, Thanksgiving? What do the two things have to do with each other? We're going to let you know. (laughs) But did you know that in the meantime, you can go to the Southern Sisters website. We have put all of our amazing Southern Sisters products on sale for our listeners. All you have to do is use promo code SISTERS at the checkout, and you will get 30% off your order. All of my cookbooks are on the website. They make fabulous holiday gifts. And guess what? You send us a note when you place your order, and I will sign and personalize the cookbooks for your gift recipients there you go perfect christmas gift so southernsistershome.com promo code sisters we have our gorgeous flower sack towels as well nick oh yeah yes i love those some of them are very serious you know they have uh, decorations and designs on the front and some of them are a little bit uh mm, sassy a little bit in a good way, in the Southern Sisters sort of way. Right. You know what I'm in saying? Perfect way. <laughs> but no, you know, I was going to tell you, um, there, there's a, I heard a little bit about this new Pringles concept. Um, you know, So you, using Pringles to make Thanksgiving dinner? Apparently, yeah. You, know, you can mash them up and put it on top of a green bean casserole. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, but there's something entirely different going on with Pringles right now. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe, from basically from what you're telling me, I might be able to just replace my entire... Thanksgiving dinner with Pringles potato chips. And do please do tell me how this works. That apparently seems to be the goal. Yeah. So Pringles is uh, currently taste testing. You can't buy them in the store right now, unfortunately, for those, you know, one or two listeners who for some reason got excited about this. But <laughs> Pringles is releasing the Pringles Thanksgiving dinner. It is oh. a TV dinner style tray that has eight different segments of different flavored Pringles. Okay. So they have... Turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, green bean casserole, mac and cheese, cranberry sauce, creamed corn, and pumpkin pie. Hmm. Not in the tray, mind you. These are those things flavored, but they're all Pringles. So it's nothing but potato chips. Nothing but Pringles potato (laughs) chips. But they have flavors. Right. This is very interesting. I don't know. So can you take them and put them together in some way? I guess you probably can. Can, but my question is, where did this idea come know. from for the makers yeah. of Pringles? I mean, cool, nifty, maybe funny, kind yeah. of a gimmicky thing. Yes. But is it really going to take we, off? I've always said there are a lot of people out there that have a lot of time on their hands. This is very You know true. what I'm saying? This is very they're, they're, they're knocking around the marketing department at Pringles and they're thinking, you know, let's make a, a mac and cheese. No, mac and cheese I can almost, that's not terrible. Right. A cranberry, though. Cranberry yeah, sauce no. flavored potato chip. Uh-uh. Cream corn? It's not huh? right, no. How are you going to manage that? Mm-hmm. Or, or even better, the turkey. Right. It's not going to taste like real turkey. Turkey flavor. In any way. You know, I don't know. 
I, I got to say, it would be awesome, though, if we could get our hands on a tray of these things. Right. So apparently Pringles has a uh, fan club of some sort. Really? So 5,000 people from that fan club yep. were randomly chosen to receive four of these taste test packages hmm. so that their entire family right. could enjoy a Thanksgiving meal courtesy of Pringles. Hmm. Now, I don't think, because I think there's uh, six or eight potato chips in right. each little stack of right. flavors. Right, I don't know that an entire tube of Pringles... Potato chips is enough to be considered Thanksgiving dinner. I can't imagine. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of strange. I don't mm-hmm. know where this came from. Mm-hmm. But the surveys out so far have said the worst chip of the bunch yes. is mac and cheese. Go figure. Which is like, what? Yeah. That seems like they'd be the hardest it, one to mess you up. You would think it would be. Because they're, you know, cheese-flavored. Yeah, there's right. cheese-flavored don't potato they chips. I've seen them. cheese-flavored, like, Pringles? I don't know. Anyway. Which is the worst. <laughs> uh, oh, that, that was the worst. That's the worst is the mac and cheese. The best one so far, everyone says that it's the stuffing. Go the figure. stuffing one is so good, mm. it could be a standalone. Really? I'm just interested. I really want to get well, these. Well, Pringles, you have surprised me. Because just when I thought I'd heard it all, right? <laughs> Once again, too much time. Very true. And I will say, hands. there are some of those college kids who won't be able to make it home for Thanksgiving. That this would be a great substitute. Oh, that just makes me sad, though. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of some lonely college kid holed up in their dorm eating their can of Pringles. So but they've sad. got four trays, right? I so guess it works. So. I know. <laughs> Give it to Pringles to come up with a concept like this. Wow. You know, in theory, I'm, I'm a big fan of Pringles. I mean, right. somebody decided to make perfectly uniform potato chips in a single stack. Right. You know, you take them. Have you ever done that thing where you try to see how big of a stack you can eat in one bite? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's always too many. I haven't done that in years, but I have done it. <laughs> My favorite part is yeah. uh, the the duck. The bill. duck bill. <laughs> We've all done that. <laughs> yeah, right. It's perfect. It's it best. is. Well, folks, you have to you know, email us and tell us what you think. Do you want to try these things? <laughs> email us at radio at southernsistershome.com. You know, we have a fantastic show coming up yes, for you. Yes, we do. We're going to talk in the next segment a little bit about, it, it, this is going to sound strange, um, I'm just going to call it a sausage nativity. Uh-huh. I- I'll let your brain go with that one. We're also going to do Thanksgiving 101, right? Oh. Little Little factoids. You know, little known facts about Thanksgiving that you just might find interesting. We're then also going to give you some tips and guidelines for a stress-free Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. This is what I'm going for. (laughs) Stress-free. And then we're going to wrap it all up with your key to surviving Black Friday. If you're one of those that are going to get out there in it. You know Mm. what I'm saying? We're going to talk about that, too. We will be right back. The radio just let us know that this is not a test. Everywhere the atom bombs are dropping. It's time to face your final destiny. And welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program. Oh, well, if you didn't know that Weird Al Yankovic had a Thanksgiving song, you do now. That's wonderful. Nick is loving this song. <laughs> what is it with guys and Weird Al Yankovic? I don't know. It's it's that juvenile humor that, that we it? all, that sophomoric yeah. attitude we never outgrow. Yeah, yeah. He the, just the embodies it. Humor. He embodies it and he made does, lots of money, right? so we envy it a little you gotta, bit. Yeah, you got to <laughs> admire him for that. Yeah, that's it. Well, C- Christmas at Ground Zero. That's just maybe exactly <laughs> where this particular UK bakery chain is finding itself right now Uh-oh. at Ground Zero. The bakery chain located in the UK is called Greg's, G-R-E-G. GGS. Mm-hmm. They have issued an apology, Nick. They have apologized for using a sausage roll as baby Jesus in a nativity scene. Which, I'm, admittedly, 
is kind of a strange choice. I'm going to let it sink in for just a second. Yes, you heard that right. Now, Christians across the Internet were offended by the Advent calendar picture, okay? The British bakery chain Greggs has apologized after a scene in their newly released Advent calendar was deemed offensive by Christians across the country and the Internet. The calendar, which is a departure from their usual baked goods, sandwiches, and hot drinks, features 24 doors that, when open, reveal a token. You see what I'm saying? You know what an advent calendar is. You open the little door, yeah. and, you know, depending on what's how it's set up, there's a little something inside for you, right? Yes, so usually. In, th- in this case, there's a token. The token can be torn off and redeemed at any local branch. There are over, get this, 1,700 Greg's uh, locations across the UK. Oh, wow. So they're kind of a big deal over there. They're a big deal over there. Now, behind each tear-off token door are Christmas-themed pictures, each depicting classic winter holiday scenes that highlight Greg's products. Get it? So the three wise men follow a cupcake in the sky. Right? A miniature Greg's Bakery sits in a snow globe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A woman kisses a baked pastry under some mistletoe. You get the picture, right? Most of the images are silly, but one in particular has certainly ruffled some feathers. Mm. Right? In the picture, the three wise men are gathered around a manger, which holds not the baby Jesus, but instead a Greg's sausage roll. The image was meant to be a lighthearted joke, but found to be offensive by a number of people who pointed out that because Jesus was Jewish, it would have been forbidden for him to eat pork. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to let that one sink in, too. Ready? (laughs) As if the story weren't funny enough, I think what makes it even better are some of the responses the bakery got on social media. Oh, no. Okay, let's let's, let's take a look at a couple of these. Now, let's just, let's go... Initially, let's cover the the uh, the outraged people, the offended people. Okay, here's what Beth had to say. Out of interest, do you think the people at Greg's understand that Jesus was Jewish and served up a pork sausage roll in the manger? Well, that is just unbelievably inappropriate. Now, I, I like the fact, Nick, that it's not just inappropriate, but according to Beth, it's unbelievably. And the best part is that. I'm saying that in a British accent in my head as it comes out, so it's even right. it's even better. I need to really work on my British accent. That would be so much funnier. Now, other users on Twitter are either amused at the outrage or annoyed that the sausage roll scandal has garnered so much attention. Now, one gentleman here wrote a little uh, melody. I'm not going to sing it, but I'll read it. Once upon the high street Uxbridge stood a lowly branch of Greg's, where a mother laid her sausage in puff pastry for his bed. Mary was that mother child, sausage roll, her little child. Isn't that just lovely? (laughs) Now, here's what Adam had to say. 20 years ago, if we saw the Greg's Christmas Advent with a sausage roll instead of baby Jesus, we'd have all laughed and still eaten sausage rolls and still gone to see a proper nativity play at the local high school. Now some are, I love this, because, you know, they, they, I think I can say this on the air. They say some arses want us to boycott Greg's. Oh, my gosh. Right? Wow. Okay. One of my favorites, though, is Elaine. She says, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I'm not offended by a sausage roll. I save my my offense for injustice, hate, exclusion, and greed. I can can truly (laughs) admire that. My favorite one that I just found was uh, from Neil Canham says, try pronouncing Jesus backwards. Hmm. Sausage. Oh, 
Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's now that's <laughs> eye-opening right there. That's, oh, my that's goodness. That's rather shocking. I can't believe there'd be this kind of outrage. I mean, yes, maybe a little insensitive because, come on, that's supposed um, to be Jesus and not a food product. I know. But at the same time, come on. Well, I got to tell you, folks, as a Christian, I will I will say this. And in terms of the whole Jesus wouldn't have eaten pork because he was Jewish, just to kind of go back to our Bible study here, our Sunday school, Jesus came to fulfill the law, right? right. Those rules and obligations for those who believe in Christ as the Messiah, those went away. With Jesus, right? So the sausage ain't going to hurt you. Right. Right? That's my, what Christians believe. And my biggest question is, don't you think that this made him giggle a little? Oh, my god! Don't heavens. you think he saw this and went, yeah. <laughs> he just, well played, oh, Greg's. oh, those crazy kids of mine again. <laughs> just always up to something. Now, in a statement from Greg's, they said, we're really sorry to have caused any offense. This was never our intention. The advent calendar still goes on sale on November 20th in select Greg's outlets and costs about 32 U.S. dollars. That's great. They better not pull that advent <laughs> calendar. That's all I have to say. My biggest question, is the sausage roll actually good? I don't know. You know, a little, a little, it's it's, it's basically a British version of a pigs in a blanket. That's is it true. not? That's a very good point. That's what it looks like to me. A little bit bigger, perhaps, but that's <laughs> what it looks like to me. <laughs> well, guys, yes, that's it. The sausage nativity. Was it what you thought? We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes. We have got some Thanksgiving trivia for you. Thanksgiving 101. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. Do you recognize that song, Nick? From Charlie Brown. It is from the Thanksgiving special. Yeah, I just love this. It's one of my favorite, you know, one of my favorite scenes of all time. I used to watch this with my kids over and over again. It's the scene in the Thanksgiving Charlie Brown show, right? Where Snoopy is setting the table in the backyard. Right? Because Charlie Charlie Brown has been tricked into inviting Peppermint Patty over for Thanksgiving dinner. Only he doesn't know how to cook. Yeah, they end up serving, you know, popcorn and jelly beans. But in this particular scene, Snoopy and Woodstock are in charge of setting up the table, and all they have is a ping pong table, right? So he's pulling out all this all this stuff out of the garage, and he's setting it all up. And there's a scene where a lounge chair comes to life and wrestles with Snoopy. Oh yes, it is. To me, it's just like <laughs> that is honestly animation masterpiece that's what it is especially knowing that all of that was hand drawn Uh, right that's the craziest part no 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 computers back then Mm -hmm. to make those things the way we do it no but guys you you're getting ready for thanksgiving i know you are at least you're thinking about it if you're not quite ready but you know what it's always nice to go to your thanksgiving dinner armed with a little well thanksgiving factoids yes little little bits of information that you can share so everybody thinks you're just well you know super smart right and we all can admit that sometimes when the whole family gets together for thanksgiving you might have an awkward silence here or there it can happen this helps break that it does it does we're going to give you some little facts about thanksgiving and you have to let me know (laughs) feel free to give your feedback whether these are useful little facts or not did you know that the first thanksgiving was actually a three-day celebration now today thanksgiving is one day Maybe two if you count Black Friday. Right. Right. But apparently the pilgrims wanted to party even harder. Those those partying pilgrims. (laughs) Governor William Bradford organized the feast, invited the Plymouth colonists, Native American allies. But it was only until the Wampanoag 
Wamponag? Wamponag? Wampanoag? Close enough for me. I got it. <laughs> Indian guests came and joined the pilgrims that they decided to extend the affair. Hmm. So the Native Americans showed up, and the party went on for another day or two. That's awesome. How about Can we that? make that the tradition again? I would Three love that, right? straight? Three days straight? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, and then number two. It's unclear if colonists and Native Americans actually ate turkey at their feast. So there is truly no definitive proof that the bird we wait all year to eat was even offered to guests back in 1621. Mm-hmm. However, they did indulge in other interesting foods, Nick, like lobster, seal, and Whoa. swan. Whoa. That's a little odd, isn't yeah. it? Wow. Yeah. It was different back then. It definitely was. <laughs> Number three. Today, a special part of Plymouth, Massachusetts looks just as it did in the 17th century. Modeled after an English village and, and an Indian home site, the historic attraction Plymouth Plantation still stays true to its roots. You know, you can order tickets as early as June to attend a Thanksgiving dinner complete with numerous authentic courses tales of colonial life, and centuries-old songs. Wow. I got to tell you, if I was to go to that, I don't know that I'd want to be eating any swan. Right. Or seal, swan, for that matter. seal, no. I'll take the lobster. Oh, yeah. In a heartbeat, <laughs> right? Number four, the woman behind Mary Had a Little Lamb is also responsible for Thanksgiving's recognition as a national holiday. In 1863, writer and editor Sarah Josepha Hale convinced President Abraham Lincoln to officially declare Thanksgiving as a national holiday. She wrote countless articles and letters to persuade the president, and, well, the the rest is history. That's awesome. Isn't that great? Number five, the first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade did not feature any balloons. But when the parade made its big debut in 1924, it did have something that might be even cooler than balloons. It had animals from the Central Park Zoo. Oh, wow. How about that? That's cool. Imagine those cages going rolling down down the street. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't it crazy? Now, did you know that we also have Good Housekeeping Magazine Illustrator to thank for the parade's first balloons? A German-American illustrator named Tony Starg, who completed illustrations for uh, Good Housekeeping magazine, also had a passion for puppetry, which he used to make those amazing floats come to life for the first time in 1927. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't even think about that, but that makes great sense that puppetry would lead to those big balloons. That's cool. How about this? A Thanksgiving mix-up inspired the first TV dinners. Now, this is right up my alley. Okay. Right? Okay, in 1953, a Swanson employee accidentally ordered a colossal shipment of Thanksgiving turkeys, 260 tons to be exact. Whoa. To get rid of them all, salesman Jerry Thomas came up with the idea of filling 5,000 aluminum trays with the turkey, along with cornbread dressing, gravy, peas, and sweet potatoes. They were sold for 98 cents and were a huge hit. Within one year, over 10 million were sold. Whoa. TV dinners. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Total accident. It's crazy. But I'm okay with that. Some of the greatest things I think come about is total accidents. Absolutely. Right? I've had a few mishaps in the kitchen that ended up being actually quite tasty. (laughs) Did you know that about 46 million turkeys are cooked for Thanksgiving each year? Oh, the poor birds. That's right. So many of them. It's tradition. After all, and on Christmas, 22 million families host an encore with another turkey. Because, mm. you know, you got those families that do turkey for both holidays. That's true. We do turkey and then usually ham uh, is the yes. focus for Christmas yes. time for us. Ham is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 10, but not everyone eats turkey on Thanksgiving. According to the National Turkey Federation, only 88% of Americans chow down on turkey. 
Which begs the question, what interesting dishes are the other 12% cooking up? Yeah. You think it's swan? <laughs> I sure hope not. <laughs> no, please no. God. And not seal either. No, no. no. Lobster. It's got to be. We're going to go lobster. with lobster. We're I'm kind of guessing it might be a honey-baked ham. I'm thinking so, too. Yeah, or ham I, yeah. of some kind. People that don't want the turkey, yeah. right? And then there are some people who, and that's my question, if it's not turkey or ham, then really, folks, what right. are you what eating are for you Thanksgiving? Eating? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's strange. It, I hope it's not one of those, uh, what was it, to, um, the tofu, tofu turkeys? Oh, oh, yeah, I've seen those. Oh, oh that's just so sad. They, oh. they, they jiggle. They jiggle. <laughs> The turkey should not jiggle. You'd be better up. You know, and then there's that and then there's now going to be that one percent of people who now mm-hmm. eat Pringles for Thanksgiving. Oh, jeez, yes. <laughs> there there will be, right? Yeah, somebody course. somebody out there is saying, That's ingenious. Right. That is so that just solved all of my Thanksgiving <laughs> stress problems. <laughs> Did you know that you might consume up to two hundred and twenty nine grams of fat during your Thanksgiving meal? Do you know, Nick? I could have lived to be a hundred and not cared to have that fat shared. <laughs> right. With me. I was gonna say, why did you? Why did you omit that one? Now we're all I just should sad. Have. Oh, and it gets worse. It says we hate to break it to you, but that's about three to four times the amount of fat you should eat in a day. Uh, it's one day. It's just one day. It's one day. Come on. Right. Give us a break. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you know that the turkeys pardoned by the president go on to do some pretty cool things? President George H.W. Bush pardoned the first turkey in 1989, and it's a tradition that persists today. But what happens to the lucky bird that doesn't get served with a side of mashed potatoes? Well, in 2005 and 2009, the turkeys were sent to Disneyland and Walt Disney World parks to serve as a grand marshal in their annual Thanksgiving parades. (laughs) That's great. <laughs> and from 2010 and uh, to 2013, they vacationed at Washington's Mount Vernon State. How about that? Wow, that's not bad. That's some pretty special treatment. Hanging for out, a, hanging out at Mount Vernon. Being a bird. How about this one? And I know you need to know this. Did you know, Nick, that only male turkeys gobble? Huh? Yeah, that not that's true. How about that? Did you also know that most Americans like the Thanksgiving leftovers better than the actual meal? Guilty as charged. I think I am too. Guilty as charged. Yeah. Just remember not to put the deviled eggs in the microwave. Oh. That doesn't work out. Did you learn that the hard way? I did when I was a kid, as <laughs> did my dad. Did you know the Butterball Turkey Talk Line answers almost 100,000 calls each season? <laughs> and lastly, there are four places in the country named Turkey. U.S. Census has hmm. identified them. Right. There's another seven that are called Cranberry. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and there's 33 called Plymouth. So there you have it. There you go. More facts than you need to share at the Thanksgiving table, folks. We will be right back. Turkey for me. <laughs> turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. <laughs> Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. <laughs> and w- welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program. Can you identify that voice? Hmm. Give you a minute. If you said Adam Sandler, you would be right. I mean, there's just no, there's nothing. What <laughs> did you hear him? Oh, oh man. Oh, so wonderful. Okay, guys. Yeah, we were just, I'm sorry. Nick and I were just getting distracted, enjoying listening to Adam Sandler this morning. <laughs> if you didn't know that he had a Thanksgiving song, well, you do now. He does. And he it's d- very funny. Maybe it's, not 
around the kids. It gets a little suggestive mm. at parts. It is Adam Sandler. It's a little saucy in places. But you know it's what funny. I'm saying? It funny is hilarious. So fun. Uh, speaking of hilarious, you know, for those of us that are dealing with the, the, the stress associated with preparing a Thanksgiving meal, um, my kids might tell you that at some point, if I have not done proper planning, I become a little bit hilarious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hilarious in a yeah. bad way. I start to stress out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I'll, can re- understand I'll repeat that. myself. I'll talk to myself, and I know that because they tell me that my lips are moving. (laughs) Nothing's coming out of my mouth, but my lips are moving. Um, So, guys, I'm going to give you some tips and suggestions on how to prepare for Thanksgiving to ensure a stress-free meal. It can be done. It can. Real Simple Magazine has also developed some tips that I think you're going to enjoy. Let's talk about the problems associated with preparing Thanksgiving dinner and then deal with the solutions, shall we? Okay. Problem number one. You can't buy all the food you need for the big day in a single trip. Right. Don't try to. Not Honestly, do yourself a favor and break it into smaller trips. Here's the solution. Divide and conquer. Mm. That's great, actually. It's good advice for a lot of things, right? Besides the fact that an entire feast's worth of grocery bags is too much for one woman to carry, right, or, or for her trunk to hold for that matter, you're most likely to forget a key ingredient or encounter depleted shelves if you try to buy everything in one go at the last minute. So I suggest setting your Thanksgiving dinner at least a month in advance. Mm. Now, Thanksgiving is about five days away, so if you haven't done it yet, just do it now. Right. I'm not going to scold you. It up. You can still there's, there's time. Just get get out a piece of pad, pad of paper and just write it all down. Make a master list of what you need and then divide it into the perishable and the non-perishable items. Head out early on. Get those non-perishables. Have those stocked in your pantry so that you're ready when Thanksgiving comes. Yeah. Save yourself a headache. Yes, absolutely. Indeed. Problem number two, you've got everything inside the refrigerator, but closing the door is another story. <laughs> Here's the solution. Empty the refrigerator of all but the essentials. Nick, I did this yesterday. Oh. I did. I found a lot of expired things. <laughs> we all do <laughs> when we a get trash to bag. that point. <laughs> so empty it of everything but the essentials. You will find that there are things in there that don't need to be in there. For example, if you've got vinegars in there, you don't need to refrigerate those. If you've got jars of unopened things, like unopened jam or jelly, those don't need to be in there. So make space for Thanksgiving by cleaning out unidentifiable leftovers and expired condiments and use up as much of what's in the freezer and the refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Get rid of everything. Store hearty produce like apples and cranberries and potatoes in a cruel dry place. They don't have to be in your refrigerator. You can even put them in your car. As cold as it is outside, yeah. If it's it's very cold, you can just keep them in your car. You can use a beach cooler for the turkey casseroles, dips, and other foods that must stay chilled. That's an excellent way to free up space in your refrigerator. Mm. How about that? Problem number three, Thanksgiving problem number three. One turkey plus five side dishes plus two desserts divided by one stove equals complete And total chaos. Yes. (laughs) Here's the solution. To keep organized, create what caterers call a prep list, which lays out in order all the tasks that need to be done in the two days prior to your Thanksgiving dinner. So first, figure out which recipes can be made at least a day in advance, right? Things like pies. You can also blanch vegetables or chop vegetables or make gratins and casseroles. All of those can be done ahead of time and refrigerated. Second, identify which of the dishes to be made on Thanksgiving Day will take the longest. Work backward from the time you want to eat, allowing about 10 extra minutes per recipe. And third, 
look at cooking temperatures and see which can go in the oven at the same time, right? Yes. Double up, right? So use multiple timers to keep track of what's in the oven and on the stovetop. You can even do what I've done before, which is put a post-it note on the timer. So you won't forget which one, which thing is coming out at what time. Right. Got it? <laughs> <laughs> nothing is, nothing is uh, you know, too organized for Thanksgiving. Correct. If you want it to go off without a Whatever hitch. Whatever tips and tricks work for you, think of some yes, new ones. Yes, There's absolutely. no rules. Right? Uh, problem number four, you have six cookbooks open and you still can't find that recipe for sweet potatoes. Okay, here's what you need to do. If you don't already have a current recipe on a card that you're using, then what you want to do is you want to... Um, you want to print out those recipes, okay? You don't want to wait until the last minute to try to locate those. So cut through the clutter and make copies of the recipes or print them out from the web if that's how you're doing it. Here's a great tip. Tape the recipes to the cabinets at eye level. This will also save your counter space. You got it? You can use a magnet and stick them to the hood above the range if you want. Or slip the recipe sheets into little plastic sleeves and file them in a binder so they'll be ready next year. That's very That's helpful. It's a very good point, especially to find a way to keep them around so that next year you don't have the same Definitely. problem. No. Then they're all in one place. You can pull everything out. Right. If you have it in, in those little plastic slip covers, that way you can just wipe it off with a rag. If it right. gets dirty, you spill food on it. Yep. Problem number five, guys. Thanksgiving, problem number five. No matter how huge the turkey, you always have too much dark meat and never enough white. Now, statistically, true. more people want white meat than dark meat. That's true. Okay? Here's a solution if this is if this is your issue. Cook a smaller turkey and add an extra white meat-only turkey breast. You see? Oh. Ah. So you can present the whole bird to your guests before carving, then add the additional sliced breast meat from the other one to the serving platter. Perfect. No one will know the difference. That is a great idea. Right? Wow. Yeah. Huh. Exactly. So what you, yeah, no, I, th- I think that's actually genius. Yeah, I would have never thought about that. Right. And most it's people just... like the white meat left over anyway for sandwiches. You're right. So then you've got all the more. Absolutely. Because that's the one thing I remember was always like, I would always be, all right, I'll take yeah. a leg or something since I know people don't, I'll eat right. it. I'll take it. I know. But then it's you like do you end up pawning it off. And <laughs> in the end, when you've dwindled down four days out, that's typically sometimes it's those, those drumsticks that go in the trash. Right. Because nobody really wants them. Mm-hmm. Now, another problem. And you may be depending on that. You know that little button pop-out thing on the on the turkey? Yes. Okay. You take, here's the problem. You take the turkey out as soon as the button pops, but the bird is always overcooked. There's a reason. Throw away the pop-up timer that comes with the turkey, all right? These timers typically go off somewhere between 190 and 200 degrees, which produces meat that is beyond done, right? Also keep in mind, that turkey continues to cook after you take it out of the oven. Right. Right? So the best way to determine if a bird is cooked is by inserting an instant read thermometer into the thigh. The thigh is the thickest, densest part of the bird, right? Remove the turkey when the thermometer reaches 165 degrees, right? Don't let the thermometer touch the bone or you'll get a false reading. Right. All right? Now, since white meat cooks faster than dark meat, you may need to cover the breast loosely with foil if it starts to darken too quickly. How about that? Did you know that? I would have never thought about that. Yeah. Now, listen, if despite all of your best efforts, you still end up with a dry and slightly overdone turkey, here's what you can do. Place the sliced meat on a platter and drizzle it generously with warm chicken broth or gravy and then serve it. See what I'm saying? Ah. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually much better to have the cookie maybe a little bit overdone mm-hmm. than underdone. Right. We don't want underdone turkey on Thanksgiving. No. Don't want anybody going home sick from your no. house. They'll never forgive you. That's true. <laughs> People will never hey, do you want to come over for, no, 
No. Mm, I got sick last uh, yeah, time. Yeah. You will always hear that. <laughs> you know, it's not going to work. Now, Thanksgiving problem number seven. Everyone wants to help, but a crowded kitchen makes you crazy. Now, there are some people like that. A lot of cooks that just, they, they need their elbow room. They're not comfortable with people being in their kitchen. My fiance. Really? Yes. She's like, hey, will you get me this? And I know. I get up. I go in there. I grab her what she needs. I help her with the one thing, and I get out. Really? That's just how she yeah. is, and I, I can appreciate that. Right. I understand sometimes you get bit. in the zone, yeah. and you got to be in your zone. Right. And if you throw me off, everything gets messed right. up. Right. D- despite your best efforts, it, it's it's doing it maybe differently than she would do it. So it's right. exactly. a, more of a cause of stress mm-hmm. than anything. So All just right. make that clear. Well, here's the, here's the solution. Move as many activities out of the kitchen as possible. Okay, this is this is actually a good idea. Put all the glasses, ice, and beverages in a different room, right? Save an easy task like serving drinks for guests who simply really, really want to help. That is awesome. Right? So just take your glasses, maybe have a little cooler with ice or an ice um, container, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And just set it out of the hubbub of the kitchen, right? Away from all the chaos of That's the kitchen. That's a great idea. And then you can say, hey, would you, would you go over there and put the ice in the glasses for me and offer drinks to everyone? Awesome. That would be a help, right? Another thing you can do is prepare for those who want to put finishing touches on dishes that they've brought by clearing a little area of the counter and kind of set up a little space for them to do that. Mm. Someone brings the pie. They may want to be able to put the whipped cream on it right, right before serving. And it's also perfectly okay to ask your guests to bring only dishes that can be served either cold or at room temperature. Now, this is a great idea. So be, be thinking about this. When someone says, can I bring something? Right? For Thanksgiving dinner. You may want to consider having them bring something that you don't have to make space for in your oven. Right. You know? So so delegate judiciously. Yes. Yeah. Make it easy (laughs) on yourself. And problem number eight, the turkey took forever to cook and now all the side dishes are cold. (laughs) <laughs> these are real problems. Yes, very much. <laughs> now, here is a tip for try try use some of these tips for keeping your items uh, hot longer. Okay, a microwave, of course, will will work. A microwave oven is insulated and will keep a hot pot warm for half an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's an option. Um, so basically, if it comes out, uh, let's say let's say it comes out of the oven or off of the stove. Okay, you don't have to turn the microwave on. Just set the pot in the microwave and shut the door. Yep. Okay, it's just working like a like an insulator. Right, they do a very good job of that. That's great. A cooler, believe it or not, will also retain heat. It's the same principle. People always think of coolers as being for ice and keeping things cold. Mm-hmm. You set something hot, your rolls or something that came out of the oven, down inside your cooler and, and close it. Same right. principle. Just be sure to put it on something that's not going to melt the plastic of the cooler. Exactly. FYI, because I have done that before. Oh, yes. Not good. That's very good. <laughs> now, you know what else can hold uh, an insulated ice bucket or even a crock pot? That can keep your rice or your mashed potatoes warm, right? Just keep it warm in there. A thermos would work. Like, let's say you've got gravy and you don't want to give up an eye on your stove to keep it warm. You can pour it into a thermos. Don't you love that? That's a, wow. This one's a little crazy. A heating pad. Hmm. Oh. I mean, I could see how that would work. Necessarily cook it. Yeah. But it would keep it warm. It would keep it warm. Wow, those are all pretty good. Not a bad idea at all. Let's move on to problem number nine. Your famous apple pie is waiting in the wings, but it's impossible to clear the dishes and serve dessert Mm. simultaneously. Here's what you do. When you set the table, create a dessert station on a buffet or a side table someplace else, right? You could even do it right in the dining room, okay? Um, you know, Just set your pie, your pie plate, your little plates, your pie servers, anything that you're going to need right there, not in the heat of the kitchen. Set it in there, okay? And at the same time, set up the coffee maker. 
when you're clearing the table after your dinner, that's the best time to push brew on that yes, coffee maker. Yes, it is. Right? And, you know, it also helps to have, like, things that you're going to need for the coffee ready ahead of time. If you want cream for your coffee, go ahead and put it in your pretty little creamer, right? <laughs> sit, it in the, sit it in the refrigerator, then you can just grab it when you're ready. Right. Mm. Problem number 10. Dinner is over, and all you want to do is kick back with your guests, but you have a mountain of pots and dishes waiting for you in the kitchen. Okay, here's the solution. As long as everything is soaking in sudsy water, you can put off cleanup for a while. Yes, you can. There are some that can't do that. (laughs) They feel compelled to get in there and clean the dishes right away. But it just depends on what's important to you. If you want to be able, if you're jealous because everybody else is heading on into the family room and they're watching football and they're hanging out and you want to join them, Fill up your sinks with hot, soapy water, right? Scrape the food off, drop the dishes into the uh, into the sink, and you will be so happy later when you have to either wash them or load the dishwasher. Right. See what I'm saying? Easy peasy. Mm, super easy. You know, you could also set up a lined garbage can so that you can fr- throw food scraps right into the trash. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know, a, a backup or an extra uh, trash can is super helpful. Absolutely. Super helpful at Thanksgiving. And and this is, you're going you're gonna to laugh at this last suggestion. If you want the mess out of sight fast, Real Simple Magazine has suggested that you give the pots a rinse, stack them in a plastic laundry basket, and hide it where? In the bathtub. Oh, wow. Can you imagine such a thing? That's actually not yeah. a bad idea. Right? <laughs> if you just need to get everything out and you want to clear the kitchen up so you can enjoy your guests, just move it on out of the way. Right. Hide it behind the shower curtain. Because, just, God remember- willing, no one at your Thanksgiving dinner will need to use your shower. <laughs> You'll Hopefully. be fine. That's a whole other problem if somebody <laughs> does. <laughs> well, guys, there you go. Some helpful tips and suggestions on a stress-free Thanksgiving for you. But it's not over yet. Now, oh, by the way, you know you can go to Southern Sister's website and pick up some of our beautiful Christmas products. Guys, we have got some sassy sayings on our holiday towels. If you put in promo code SISTERS at checkout, you'll get 30% off your sale. There you go. How about that? Okay, guys, and we're going to be right back in just a few minutes with some survival tactics for you for your Black Friday. Friday shopping. Don't go away. Oh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. Pressure is exactly what I feel on Black Friday. You know, I, when I was younger and had a little, back in my younger, nicer days, <laughs> before I got old and crotchety, um, I, I used to I used to tackle the, the Black Friday sales. I think I had the patience for it. Mm. I certainly had the stamina. Yeah. You know, that was the time. But, you know, I have to tell you, I don't think that Black Friday shopping back then was really like it is today. It's a whole nother exercise right. in in uh, survival quite frankly physical survival and i know that you've got tips to get to but let me ask you yeah since you know you've you've been a parent for do you think the turning point was around tickle me elmo oh geez do you remember because that because my, yeah. my my brother is, is older yeah. than i am he's he's 
right about 40, 41. And he told me. Yeah. He was, you know, high school age before. And he yeah. said, I remember going out and it was kind of crazy and stores right. would open at 5 a.m. He's right. like, but Tickle Me Elmo was the yeah. turning point. It all changed after Tickle Me It did me change. Elmo. It did change. And then there's been, you know, lesser versions of Tickle Me Elmo over the years of in course. terms of whatever product what was it is last? hot. Last year was like the little, the Hatchimals, the little eggs oh, that hatched and the pets see, came out. That tell, the, goes to show you, I don't have little babies anymore. <laughs> so I don't know these things. I, my Nick, kids didn't get Nick them, but the I knew ones. about them. Oh, man. I was like, I'm not going to go wait in a store line remember, for four hours for that. Remember the movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Um, Turbo Man or something? I know Turbo that was the Man toy. was the, yeah, it was Jingle oh, All the Way. Yes, that's what it was. Do you remember that? That was a wonderful. That was awesome. That was such a good movie. Running the mall trying to get yeah. the, the little the ball from the machine. Right, <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know why anyone would torture themselves. And, and I do think that the, in this day and age, there are ways to get those cyber deals. I would much rather... I mean, why not shop from the comfort of your own home and have Amazon just place it on your front porch? Right. You Absolutely. Know? You don't have to step over anyone to get no, to what right? you want. You don't have to you don't have to elbow anybody. You don't have to Oh, I'm, knock I'm those sorry. <laughs> no, no, folks, we're just kidding. Don't do any of that. But we do have we do have some suggestions for you for surviving Black Friday. Now there's every other shopping day of the year, and then there's Black Friday. The Christmas shopping season kicks off with one heck of a frenzy. And if there's anything you can count on, it's the combination of both deals and stress. So making the most of the big day is definitely a challenge, but I want you to know it can be done. We're going to give you a few tips. Are you ready? Okay, number one, first of all, if at all possible, leave the kids at home. Yes. Okay, it's going to be a long day with plenty of time spent standing in lines, you know that, at each store, and with a list of must-haves that you need to get. You don't need to be worrying about tired kids, cranky kids, or the safety of looking after your children, Absolutely. right? Leave them at home if you can. Number two, prioritize your deals. Now think to yourself, you may not be able to get everything, so what's most important to you, okay? Lists are not only for Santa, so make a list of all the things you want at each store and put the must-haves at the top so you don't waste time on things that you don't want or that are not your top priority, right? Now, also, get emails from the stores on your list. Now, I don't know if you're like me. I spend an awful lot of time unsubscribing from email lists mm -hmm. that I have joined for whatever reason. Maybe I made a purchase at the store. But in the in the days or weeks leading up to Black Friday, that's a good time to actually be on that email list. Folks, you know, those email lists, you're going to see deals that maybe are not otherwise advertised. Right. Special deals that they just reserve for their email subscription list. Also, make a backup plan. Because the hottest deals are going to sell out fast, people will literally crash doors to get those deals. It's unlikely that you'll get absolutely everything on your list. Right. So think about some alternatives before you hit the stores. And if you can, folks, it's always important. It's I know it's easy to say and hard to do. Make a budget and stick to yep. it. You know, be willing to walk away. Yes. You need to be yes. willing to walk. Step away from the deal. <laughs> It's so easy to get sucked into the deals, and you'd better believe the impulse buys will be as tempting as they ever get. It all adds up awfully quickly, so if you can manage, take cash even, and maybe leave your leave your cash at, uh, your credit at home. Yes. Your cards at home, That's right? That's usually the easiest way to keep yourself to a budget. I agree. If you can, shop with a friend. Not only is this prime bonding opportunity, right? You got your BFF, but it almost it's, it's almost necessary to divide and conquer on a busy day like Black Friday, right? It saves you some time. Also, think of it this way. 
one of you can drop the other one off at the door while the other one parks. Right. Right? Yep. Yeah. That's a big one. You can also use technology to your advantage. So while you're waiting around in those lines, things could be happening online. So check your phone regularly. Like if the blender that you're holding drops to a lower price on Amazon, why wait around, right? And don't forget to charge your phone. Yes. Before you go out. You're going to need it that day. <laughs> Take snacks. Well, you know me, Nick. This is my favorite tip. <laughs> snacks are always essential. <laughs> if you think the stores at the malls are crowded, wait till you see the food court at oh, lunchtime. Wow. <laughs> when you pull out your turkey sandwich, you're going to feel like a genius. Yep. You are. Thanksgiving leftovers for the win. Yeah. Absolutely. A really good idea. Right? And also, check store policies before you shop. Not every store will have a great return policy on all your purchases, right? Mm. Some will charge you a restocking fee that could dig into your savings. Some may have a 30-day return policy, right? right? That means that if you're shopping more than 30 days before Christmas, you may have some issues if you need to return anything. Also, the lowest price does not always mean the best deal. So you maybe you can get a big TV for $100, but is it a good TV? You might be able to grab better tech for $200 with a deep discount, so you'll actually be getting more bang for your buck. Right. When it comes to that, though, one thing folks really need to pay attention to is that a lot of times these companies like the you know, the, the Joe Schmo TV company will make a specific TV just for Black Friday. It's made with cheaper parts. It's made with cheaper materials. Really? So that they can sell it for cheaper and still make a profit. So be very careful when you're buying technology on Black Friday. I think a little bit of research beforehand goes a long Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Check those model numbers. Yeah. You know, the 18 character thing that makes no sense? Yes. Type that into Google and see and if it's see valid. And see what it says. Yeah, see if they're good or not. Good. Do your research ahead, ahead of time, guys. Also, think of this. Don't just shop for Christmas presents. Look at ahead if the deals are that great be thinking about birthdays weddings coming up in the new year grab something nice while it's at the deepest discount of the year Mm -hmm. and you can't go wrong there you go you know what speaking of great deals for the holiday season you know that the southern sisters products are on sale they are all sorts of gorgeous gourmet flower sack towels with southern sisters original designs on the front sassy sayings sweet sayings, all kinds of adorable holiday and gift type items. They're all on sale on the Southern Sisters website. Just go to southernsistershome.com. You click in, uh, you type in sisters for your promo code at checkout. 30% off your order. There you go. Good deal for some Christmas gifts. Oh guys, listen, I hope you have the most wonderful Thanksgiving ever, ever. I am so thankful for you, all of our listeners. Go and eat your turkey. We'll see you next week.